ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. everybody that time has arrived let's go ahead and get our guest on tonight we're going to get sister bonnie jones on and brother gary stafford stand by your show will go live in five seconds four three two one we're dialing blog talk radio well praise the lord sister bonnie Hey there, Sister Bonnie. Yes, hello, hey, Shannon. Shannon, how are you doing today? I'm great, how are you? Hey, doing fantastic. Okay, I've got you connected. Let me get Brother Gary on. And thank you for coming okay. on tonight. Thank you. Hello. Brother Gary, welcome aboard. Well, I, I'm glad to be aboard. Hey, we've got Sister Bonnie Jones connected. and uh, Yes. We make sure everything's ready to roll. Yes, folks, welcome aboard. We're going to kick off tonight's five show marathon. We're starting tonight here Thursday, January twenty fifth, two thousand twenty four, with uh, Brother Gary Stafford and our special guest, Prophetess Bonnie Jones. So, uh, encourage you to invite someone to tune in. Uh, Sister Bonnie, would you like to do the honor and open us up in prayer? Absolutely. Father, we just thank you for this awesome opportunity to meet with you over the airways. As I know, Lord, you told me many years ago that you were taking back the airways. So, Lord, I just ask that tonight would be a special time that uh, through our conversation that your listeners would be truly blessed and that many would come to salvation through the speaking of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, this evening is just the beginning of something that Bonnie is going to share, the things that have happened to her, and and the things that we are in an election year, and uh, so... Good evening and good day, fellow listeners. How in the world are you? Well, I'll tell you what, with all of us living all over the world, uh, we, uh, we need to pray together and uh, to work together 
to uh, prepare the way of the Lord's return. And uh, you've heard that uh, Bonnie Jones is uh, going to be our guest, and she's been on this program since June of 2016. And that's... uh, how long I we've been knowing each other, and uh, she returns periodically, uh, and certainly as a prophet, the Lord has been revealing to her things we need to know, especially in such difficult times, and to be aware of the counterfeit. Now, that's the problem. They look and taste and smell and think like some others that we know, but we find out that we find uh, counterfeits, and they are really, really good at their trade. And uh, we have to be prepared for what is coming in the days ahead. Now, also, later in our program, we'll be taking Worldwide Communion, so you may want to take a moment to get some bread or crackers or some grape juice or wine or whatever you'll be using as God looks at the heart and not what is in the cup Uh, to remember, you know, that you come with a repentant heart. And, of course, that's my opinion. And uh, Bonnie was born in Canton, Ohio, being one of four children. And uh, Bonnie received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior at age 11. And uh, she rededicated her life at age 15, and and uh, at age 19, my gosh, she was married, having two children and a boy and a girl. That's Lynn and Kimberly. And uh, then in June of 2001, the Lord placed a divine call on her life. And uh, tell us about it, Bonnie. Well, you know, one morning, Gary, the Lord called me to take communion with him, you know, years ago. And it was at that time when I took communion, it was June 18th of 2001, the Lord said, today's the day, no more excuses. And he called me to quit my job that day and to follow him and to go to ministry school. So, you know, within about six weeks, five, six weeks, I had my home sold and was on my way down to the Carolinas to go to uh, Morningstar School of Ministry. So, and the the rest has been an exciting journey. You know, it's, it's just all about the Lord and what he's doing. Wow. Now, I understand that uh, you, being widowed, you uh, you meet this prophet, uh, Bob, uh, Bob uh, Jones, that's it, who was a widower. 
And how right. did that change your life? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, a young man prophesied to me that my life, everything about my life was going to change and that it was like I was in a whirlwind. He said, everything is going to change. And it did. Because right after he gave me that prophecy, I went over to talk to Bob. And when Bob saw me, he knew that I was the woman that God had prepared for him. So uh, we met in November of 04 and, um, or excuse me, 05, and then got married the following May. So, you know, being married to Bob <laughs> was a supernatural experience because, you know, he had been walking with the Lord for a very long time and probably about 40 years at that point and had uh, an extraordinary prophetic gift and, you know, gift of miracles and, and healing. So he, you know, I learned a lot from Bob, but there were so many supernatural things that took place, you know, just being with him. So I learned a lot and every day was a new adventure and it should be that way for all of us, you know, in the Lord, we should be experiencing something new with him every single day. Well, you know, my wife and I were ministers, uh, actually traveling down on vacation, at, and we stopped off at Morningstar, and they said, you're going, you're going to the wedding? I said, what <laughs> wedding? And they, <laughs> they said that there was a Bob Jones, a prophet, which I had known about, and uh, this uh, he was getting married, and the whole congregation was invited to the wedding. And I said, well, well you know, it's the 21st of May. Um, when's the wedding? And I said, today. <laughs> That's right. It was so... The end result was that we went to Bob Jones and Bonnie Jones' wedding and uh, in a church that uh, we were only visiting. And uh, I had the uh, pleasure of uh, being there, and uh, my wife was so touched. You look beautiful in your wedding gown. And... Um, to have a whole church turn out for that wedding, I think that was awesome. It was it was a beautiful ceremony. It really was. And there there were people who came from all over to be there to see their their Papa Bob get married, <laughs> or as Bob would say, he got hitched. So there you go. But it was an exciting yeah. time, and you know. I felt it was really uh, a prophecy. It was like the spirit and the bride say, come, you know, it's it yeah. a fulfillment, but something God was doing in the body of Christ and really showing us, you know, his love for the bride and, and uh, that marriage coming together, you know, the, the apostolic prophetic and, you know, just a blending of uh, the spirit coming into, you know, with his people being in a, a place of unity with the bride. I understand that uh, that was a whirlwind situation because right after that wedding, you were uh, on the road and 
doing things. Tell us about what it is to be a wife of a prophet. Oh, how much time have we got? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, being married to a prophet, and I, I don't think all prophets are the same. Of course, you know, their giftings are a little bit different. Bob was a seer prophet, but he spent a lot of time with the Lord. And like I said, for many years, he was, by the time I met and married him, he was a seasoned prophet. It wasn't like he was a young immature prophet. So, uh, you know, the Lord had told me that he was uh, elevating Bob to first to first place, first class is what he said, and moving me alongside him. That was before I met Bob. Um, but, you know, it's a prophet, They uh, one that really walks in the office of prophet, you know, they have to really hear clearly from the Lord, and then the other half of that is obey, because they will oftentimes be given a difficult word, a challenging word. They may have to challenge uh, leadership or the body, you know, can be an individual, but they have to be obedient to bring the word that God is giving them, and not to bring all their fluff and stuff in, but, you know, deliver that word, because it can really be life-changing, for someone. So, you know, they have, you know, to do that. And, um, you know, I I would see Bob oftentimes, he would oftentimes have a grievous heart for what was taking place in the body of Christ. Because, you know, he would see, he may bring the word, but he would know that it's like it would fall upon deaf ears that maybe only a few people is really going to hear him and then listen and obey so, and, you know, we do, as as a body, we need to weigh the word, what anybody brings, with Scripture. But, of course, it's much easier to take a real delightful word. You know, you're all going to hit the lottery. You know, we're all going to have a windfall of, you know, a million dollars coming in our, in our bank account, as opposed to turn from your wickedness, you know, and start obeying the Lord. So, which, which do you want to hear? Uh-huh. I, uh... I understand that, uh, Bob, I I know he had kidney dialysis and he had uh, people from the church that were uh, taking him three times a week to, uh, to uh, dialysis and I happened to be uh, helping out and uh, uh, I think either you or Bob told me he got an email from the Lord, and I, <laughs> I, uh, he was uh, joking with me, but he was ser- he was serious, and uh, he had uh, gotten this the uh, reference in the middle of the night, and he had uh, he had mail. <laughs> so I uh, I said, well, what did it say? And he said the divine mail was uh, was a blueprint, and it provided him with uh, three parts and uh, bore the signature of heaven on it, and contained First Timothy four 
1415. And, uh, of course, I didn't know that. I didn't know what that was. And uh, he, uh, he spoke it out, and he said, Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which has been bestowed upon you through the prophetic utterance with the laying down of hands by the presbytery. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress may be evident to all. And that mm-hmm. was First Timothy 4, 14 and 15. And that was, uh, that was awesome. And, uh, I, I realized that, uh, there was a special man that I was taking to dialysis and the Lord was speaking to him personally mm-hmm. through the scriptures. And, and I just, I thought that was awesome. And more awesome was the fact that the Lord spoke to me years later, and of course I knew nothing about the the relationship, but I too had been given a word of direction from 1 Timothy 4, Verse 5, and uh, that has changed my life, and uh, I've shared that with Brother Shannon, and it it said, do the work of an evangelist, (laughs) and I didn't realize that uh, what I was doing was right on the mark. So I uh, I just was blown away by that and and uh, God bless uh, Bob for absorbing and 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 giving forth mature words because there's a lot of people out there that lack the maturity that Bob had. Now you had to deal. You had to deal with Bob's dialysis, and eventually he had to had passed away. Tell us what happened. With the dialysis, or with him passing? No, no. I mean, uh, when when he passed away, and and uh, what happened in uh, Georgia, and. Oh, oh, okay. I wasn't sure what you were saying. Well, yeah, you know, on the night that he passed, uh, well, actually the week before also on that Thursday night, you know, his, the clock in his room, both the Thursday prior to, and then the Thursday night when he's in the process of passing, uh, his, the clock in the room basically spun out of control, you know, uh, and that's really impossible that it could do that, but it did. It, it went forward uh, like from five minutes before midnight. It went. It just kept spinning very quickly, 
and then it stopped at when it got to like eight o'clock. It paused, and then it continued to spin till it got to right before midnight. It paused, and then it it paused at midnight, and then it jumped forward. So I felt like God was really uh, accelerating time. He had paused time, but it was we were in a time of acceleration in the spirit. That's what was coming. And there was, you know, Bob passed on Valentine's Day of 2014. So, um, you know, I felt Bob's message was always, you know, did you learn to love? And so I felt how significant that was that God saved him. You know, I was really praying like he was in suffering so much, like, you know, several days sooner, like, Lord, take him home because... You know, he wouldn't suffer. But yet, I realized that was God's plan to save him for that day, that what we consider the day of love. But he also, in that that night, um, he had, now I guess it would be like an out-of-body experience. I don't know what else to call it, because his body was in the bed. He couldn't walk, and he really, you know, he couldn't get out of bed or anything. But, but yet, he, although his body was there, his, I would say his spirit was in another location in the hospital, and uh, he visited a man there, the head of security. And of course, that man said he knew it was Bob, and he bought, it was Bob's body because he could see Bob's shadow. But he gave that man words for different people, different ministries, and even though, you know, the security man, he did not know that Bob was even there in the hospital. He thought Bob looked so good. He, he thought he must be going to be released the next day, you know, going home. But, um, you know, God can do what he wants, when he wants, and with whom he wants, you know. And um, so, but the one neat thing, that man saw blood on Bob's arm, and he said, let me, uh, let me clean your arm. And Bob said, don't touch me. He said, I have not yet been changed. If you touch me now, you'll die. And that kind of reminds me of Jesus at the tomb. You know, he said he had not yet been changed. Don't touch him yet. And then, um, um, you know, the the man, well, of course, he, he didn't. But, uh, you know, like I said, he knew it was Bob because he had known Bob a long time ago. And then he really, he said, I know it was he was there in his body because I could see his shadow on the wall. So don't ask me because I know Bob couldn't get out of bed and I was there holding him, you know, a lot of the time during the night. He never left the room. Yeah. But he had prophecies for a lot of people that, you know, changed, was life-changing for them, you know. So that was interesting. Yeah, I have uh, heard some of the, uh, the the prophecies uh, that he gave that were right on the money. In fact, uh, people from my um, uh, full gospel businessmen's group had flown out to see Bob to get a word. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I didn't have the money. <laughs> So I uh, ended up uh, seeing Bob in a different way and helping out when when I could. And uh, it was, um, 
He was just some awesome man, and he waved to us, uh, my wife and I, and uh, he waved to us every Sunday because we'd sit in a certain chair, and he'd be up there, and he had his glove on, and um, and he um, just full of love, and uh, and uh, for him to go back uh, earlier in life, and and uh, for the Lord to say to him. Did you learn how to love? And uh, Bob did know how to love. And apparently there were a lot of people still here on earth that hadn't learned. And he was sent back with a message to bring correction in their lives. And I think that's awesome. That's right. I think yeah. That's awesome. I, I think we always need to be growing in love. Love is a person named Jesus. So, you know, when you're born again, you know, there's a transformation that begins taking place in your mind. And, of course, you begin to desire the things of the Spirit and the things about Jesus, and you walk with him. And so you're turning away from those, you know, worldly things. And so you're growing into the nature of Jesus Christ. So, well, you know, I uh, did you become I like? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying, you know, you're growing into the nature of Jesus Christ. That's why when Bob stood before the Lord, when he, when the devil killed him, and he stood before the Lord, you know, in heaven, that's what. You know, Jesus asked everybody, did you learn to love? So, really, did you learn to become like Jesus? And when you're standing before yeah. the Lord, you don't think about it. You are It's not you that's thinking. It's not that little worm in your brain that's talking. It's your spirit man. Your spirit does the talking, and he can't lie. You know, Holy Spirit yeah. is there. So, yeah. So, did you learn to love? Did you learn to become like Jesus? That's the key. Well, you know, um, um, the Shepherd Rod, which I have a copy of, uh, courtesy of a friend of mine, and um, Shepherd Rod, uh, tell the people uh, what you and Bob did year after year at this time. Well, you know, each year, Day of Atonement, um, we would set time aside to hear from the Lord. Of course, you know, we, we always do like every day, of course, but that was always a special time. And the Lord had told Bob to write the shepherd's rod. So, you know, the um, priest, you know, Dave Atonement, you know, he'd take the uh, blood from the scapegoat, of course. And, you know, that that was, of course, to represent you know, of course, later than the blood of Jesus. But, you know, we all go under that shepherd's rod. We, he is the shepherd, we are the sheep. You know, we're passing through or under the shepherd's rod. So we would seek the Lord for revelation as to, you know, what, it's like a prophetic forecast for 
that time and beyond. Now, there's shepherd's rods that Bob has had, you know, since, I don't know, the 80s. And some of them, some of the things he had, some of the revelations he's had are just now coming to pass. But, so there, it's not like they're old, and that's old revelation that's passed. Some things are just now coming to pass. But uh, each year we set ourselves aside to seek the Lord for what he's saying now and forward. So, um, you know, I don't know, Gary, if you'd like me to share a little bit about this year. Yeah, would you? Yeah, I'd be glad to, yeah, because, you know, the bride of Christ is on the heart of the Lord. You know, he's coming for a bride. You know, several years ago, the Lord gave me a word. He said, uh, you know, rigor mortis had set into the body of Christ. He said, I'm coming for a bride that's alive, not one that's dead. He wanted to kiss a a lot a dead one. So... Uh, and that was the word he had me bring to the church. That was really well accepted. <laughs> but the thing is, the bride is really on the heart of the Lord because I believe the time is growing shorter. I think it's nearer than what we believe. So, uh, you know, it's like to prepare the way for the Lord, you know, he's He's coming. The King is coming. So this year, you know, the bride is on his heart he showed me how there's really, it's a year of the open door of opportunities. So, and it's really what we do, you know, in our obedience is going to open the door more quickly. He is that door. So it's our obedience to him that will cause the door to open even, you know, more doors of opportunity to open. Okay, so there's... He is for us, not against us. Oftentimes he moves obstacles out of the way so we can get through a door. Sometimes he puts obstacles in the way so that we don't go into a door where we shouldn't go. Because there could be danger ahead. Okay, or maybe we haven't sought him clearly for where we need to go. But depending upon our obedience and us going through those doors of opportunity, and each one of us have different doors of opportunity, but we will receive a blessing, 30, 60, or 100-fold. And I believe there are times, if you look at the life of Abraham, there were doors of opportunity that he went through, and he received a blessing each time he went through. And, And by this, I'm saying... He moved, Abraham moved like 17 times, if you follow in Scripture. Each time that he did, he received a blessing. But I think he would have received more of a blessing to start with when God told him to leave his family and go to a land he didn't know. Well, he left, but he took Lot and everybody else with him. I think he really meant just take your wife and go. But... Yeah. He still received an he still received a blessing. He went through that door of opportunity, but it wasn't until think about when he uh separated from Lot, then he got a big blessing. So and that's what I think it is for each one of us. When the Lord speaks to us, it's not necessarily that you have to move, or it could be that you're going to move, but it's when he says, Do this and you obey, that's a door that has opened for you. 
and there's a blessing that's going to come from that. Is it 30, 60, 100 fold? So, you know, there's really doors of opportunity opening for each one of us. And, you know, Gary, you said about, you know, evangelism. That is really on the heart of the Lord, too. You know, each one of us are, if you're born again, then the Spirit of God lives in you, and you have opportunity every single day to share Jesus with somebody. It isn't like you have to be, I mean, so Bob Weiner, I don't know if you know Bob Weiner, but he would say, you know, once you're born again, you're a full-time evangelist. And I, I used to think, well, what? I don't look like an evangelist. But, but it's, you know, we we have Jesus in us, so why do we get timid? Why not share him with the lost? You know, who God has prepared people for each one of us, okay? Whoever he's prepared you for, Gary, is not the same person he's prepared for me. You know, mine, mine might be sitting over here, you know, uh, on Main Street in Chicago, if there is such main, you know, Main Street in Chicago. That might be who I'm supposed to reach. And you've got somebody in Des Moines, Iowa, you know, and I'm just making that up. But, you know, I'm saying he has people in places that he wants each one of us to minister to. And it could be at the grocery store, Walmart, pumping gas. Who is that person? So oftentimes we miss our opportunity because we're like, well, you know, somebody also talked to them or I've got, I've got to run to the store. I don't have time for this. You know, I've got my cake in the, in the oven. It's going to burn if I don't get right home, you know? So we have a lot of excuses, but are we really listening to what God is saying and then obeying him? Okay. Cause it's that one person that can change somebody's life. Well, I'm, I'm done. You know what? Uh, that that uh, book of the Shepherd Trot, to me, I mean, there's other books that you and Bob both participated in. And how would we be able to uh, get a copy of that? Because I feel... I very strongly about the words that you spoke, and uh, this was the first year where you did the whole thing. This and uh, and uh, I, I, I want people to have the opportunity to see what you have written, because we can't cover it in 45 minutes of a program. So tell them how they can get a copy of that book or a list of the books. Uh, even uh, Bob uh, wrote a book uh, about the the dreams of, of George Washington, our first American president. And that was revealing. And I gave uh, Chris Reed a copy of that. And I gave uh, Gary Webb another copy of that in the church. Well, you're a good salesman, Gary. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, <laughs> we, have, we are transitioning to BonnieJones.org. You know what the Lord told me last year, 
at this time, you know, January last year, he said, it's time for you to come out from under Bob's shadow. And I thought, oh, dear, you know, but it's true. It was time that I'm, that I am walking in the fullness of who God called me to be. Not that I still don't carry on Bob's, you know, legacy of did you learn to love and many other things, but it's time that Bonnie walks in her position. So I have, I'm shutting down the old website and it's just bonniejones.org. So all of our material, what Bob and I have written together and my son and I, and now this year, this year, I wrote it myself. My son's transitioning. He's moving to another state. So um, he didn't write this year. He did all the artwork and everything, but I did the writing. So, you know, God is good and always faithful. And if he didn't tell me what to write, I'd never put it together. Well, I understand there's Daughters of the Dawn. What is that about? Well, the Lord called me to begin. He called it a movement. Um, You know, it's a movement of women to raise women up in the latter day. It's really for the bride, but it's to awaken, awaken the bride, but really to raise up women also because women have been sitting in the back seat for so long, you know, but it's bringing the bride into knowing who she is in Christ and who he is in her and moving out, coming from timidity into boldness, which is like Acts 4, you know, come into that place of boldness and to be the army of, of God who he's called his bride to be. You know, like I said, he wants one that's alive, not one that's dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I tell you, uh, the world is waking up to politicians, corporate uh, executives who have had their hand in the till or have been doing things in such a way that they have brought shame upon their character. And uh, the women... The Lord has shown me that the women in those corporations that were underpaid, underpromoted, are going to take the lead and take over these corporations and run them in a godly way. Yes, I believe you're going to see a lot of women emerge. It's like this. The Lord said to me that the um, that His hand is upon the women in this season. Now, how long this season is going to last, but that's where the anointing is going to be. It will be on the bride, and that's men and women. However, he's going to be uh, emphasizing the women to move them into their rightful position. So I believe that, you know, in our, in our government, in our, in our church, you know, in our schools, I feel in all areas in our businesses, we need that. We need godly men and women. And like you said, I believe women are going to come to the forefront because God is really dealing with man, the wickedness of men's heart. And he does it so that they 
they turn to him. But they're yeah. they're being exposed as either we fall on the rock or it falls on us. And you know, the Lord said to me, there were certain certain. This was a little while back, but he said he was giving. He said church leadership the opportunity to repent, and they either did, and if they did, they would have the favor of God, and if they didn't, they would be removed. So I don't think they say a whole lot about that, but you know that's that's with I believe, you know we're seeing this in you turn on TV and and. See, that is exactly what's happening. God is dealing with the the wickedness, but it's because he loves us. He wants us to turn to repentance, turn to him. Some yeah. won't, but some will. And Romans, I think Romans 1 talks about that, you know. So. I would love to, uh, I, I shared with you uh, earlier that the year of open doors of opportunity was a chapter that you wrote in the book, 2004, and it happened to be on page 38 and 39, and I said to myself, that's like the scriptures. Isaiah, I think, well, Ezekiel 38 and 39 tells us about the things that are are going to take place, it's not pretty. But you need to take advantage of the open door that is before you and walk through it because your life will change, the lives of others will change, and will get on, on the mark to do what God has wanted us to do from day one. That's right. Well, you know, he's calling us to face-to-face encounters with him. You know, just like just like Moses. Moses had face-to-face encounters with, with God. He wants us to be that close to him. In fact, you know what, Gary, just uh, yesterday, let me see if I can... I don't misquote what the Lord said to me. A year ago, January, he said to me, uh, will you follow me? And I said, yes, Lord. Now, he wanted me to follow him behind the veil, on the other side of that veil. Because he had come before to lift the veil. Now he wanted to show me on the other side of the veil. But just uh, the 22nd, so I think that was, was that Monday? I think Monday. He said to me that he's called, he said, I've called you into this season. It's the season of dedication. Then he said, can you walk with me? And I said, yes, Lord. Now you see, Enoch walked with God, right? And it wasn't until like the next day or two days afterwards, I've got thinking about this, but he said, can you walk with me? And I said, yes, Lord. Then he said, are you willing to forsake all for my sake? And I said, yes, Lord. Then he said, are you willing to walk the road less traveled with me? And I said, yes, Lord. And then I I just began saying, you know, that I know 
you know, I trust him and I know he's already ordered my steps, but I ask him to be the, that he is, I trust him and he is the lamp unto my feet to guide and protect me. Okay. Then he said, I've called you to high places, but you only achieve them through obedience to me. So he said, for me, I'm to sit in silence every day for an hour but he said, keep pen and paper handy. Here's the key. This is what he, I believe he wants all of us to do. Not that you have to sit in silence for an hour. This is what he's calling me to do. But he wants to write. So we write down the purpose, the promise, and the revelation that he wants to give us. So that I feel that's really key for this season. This is like the season of uh, rest and yet unrest. Because we're called into the rest of God, there's as being really hidden in Him because we're trusting Him. There may be a lot of craziness going on, and even things that should affect us. But if we're walking and abiding in Him, then it will be that place of rest. Even though the unrest is there, we remain in that place of rest. Awesome, awesome, uh, and I want I want people to uh, listen in more often. Have somebody uh, uh, listen with you, or you know, because the revelation is being told right before our eyes, and we have to be ready for when the things are happening. And uh, we have to be ready for God's plan for our lives. We are living a destiny. We have all been born for such a time as this. And that the Lord is going to step out and step forward and, and ask you, like he did, Bob, did you learn to love? Because God is love. You know, and the thing is, is that uh, we, we have to, we have to give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. To accept him into our heart as our Lord and Savior, and that conquering death, on the third day he rose again, Lord Jesus Christ, and he ascended to heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father. And he offers eternal life as a gift. You don't have to earn it. I was always told that I had to earn it by being a good boy back as a child. And uh, it was more than I could bear. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that open your heart now and accept Jesus Christ of your own free will into your heart 
because he knows where you're heading. He knows the right and the wrong turns. He knows what you are going to be tempted with because Satan doesn't want you to become born again and have eternal life. Bonnie, would you lead them into the kingdom? Oh, Father, for all those who are listening, Lord, we just ask right now, if you do not know the Lord as your master, as your Lord, as your Savior, then we ask now, just say this, Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I need Jesus to come into my heart. I repent, Lord, for all the sin in my life, for anything past, present, and even future. For, Lord, you know you have all the days of my life already planned. Lord, I want to agree with you and walk with you daily. So I repent for my sin, and I ask you now to come into my life. Be the master of my life. I give you all of myself and I receive you into me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That is the most important decision of your entire life. Believe that, if you will. Of his own free will, he accepted you just the way you were. And, of course, he'll have to cover those sins with his blood so that you will have that eternal life. And uh, we talked about communion early in the program, and I just want to do this as uh, I want to take communion. I have my cracker and my grape juice, and um, I want you to know that Bob and Bonnie took communion daily. Daily. It wasn't a case of of religion. It was a case of having a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, on the night, you know, on the night that... Uh, He was betrayed. He took the bread and he blessed it and broke it. And he said, This is my body given for thee. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And Lord Jesus Christ, we take this bread now. This is your body, including the 39 stripes that you took on your body prior to going to the cross. That by your stripes, we are healed. Let's take it now. Thank you, Lord. And after, in the same manner, he took the cup when he had supped and saying, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until what? Until he comes. Until he comes. Let us take it now. Yes, Lord, it's your blood that covers our sins that are remembered no more. Washed clean in the blood of the Lamb of God that was slain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And the gift of eternal life is made possible by your son dying on the cross for my sins, being remembered no more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you heard me say, you heard me say, about relationship. Okay? It says in Second Corinthians 6, verse 2 and verse 16, 17, and 18, it says, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation. Oh, my God. You saying this day, in the day of salvation. So I have, I have, and I succulently, behold, now is the accepted time. Now is a day of salvation. It's almost like he knew what you were going to do. It goes on to say in verse 6, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. 
apparently he knows of the past. Yeah. As God has said, I will dwell in them, and I will walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's a relationship. And then it goes on to say, Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate. Yeah, yeah, he sees. He knows. Saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. What's that? I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. You see, Bob and Bonnie, they knew about this relationship, and they've shared it together with you. And uh, you have just received as a gift eternal life if you gave your life to the Lord. And you have honored him with the taking of communion. And don't let that be a monthly thing like the first Sunday of the month. Let it be each and every day. It will change your life. It will change your health, and you will have a relationship instead of religion. Bonnie, this is an election year. Has the Lord spoken to you about what's coming? Um, the only thing that, and if this was probably a year ago, and that was, he told me that Trump would take the reins again. So now whatever that means, I'm not real sure, but I think, I think we're going to see righteousness return to the White House. And Gary, could I, could I add something to the communion? Something yes, that I, I do. Okay. When I, when I take communion, um, with the breaking of the bread, I, I say, you know, that I'm receiving, it's what he's given, what he's given us through his body. I receive divine healing, divine health, divine life, and his divine nature. And then through taking the cup, the blood, I say it's resurrection life resurrection power, resurrection glory. So that's why I feel it's an exchange. He's taken he's taken the stripes that we deserved, but he's given us divine healing, divine health, divine life, his divine nature. And also I think that's better. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, we that's the end of the deal. But, you know, this is what he did for us and I feel I always feel like I'm receiving it. 
you know, and that's how we can walk in that, that good health. You know, you're, you're walking in that really excellent health for our age. We're doing good. You know, we got to be around for, till Jesus comes. Well, I got at least eight more years, uh, eight and a half years to finish up because the angel of the Lord told me, uh, through your brother, uh, that, uh, he had spoken specifically about that age. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we, and, you know, it, uh, it wasn't something I heard, <laughs> but the uh, fact of the matter is that I'd like to believe it. Amen. 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 So, uh, back to you, Shannon. Hey, what a great message tonight with Sister Bonnie Jones. Uh, Bonnie, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And, Brother Gary, be sure and get her back soon. Uh, before we close, though, uh, Bonnie, and then Brother Gary, will you give out your contact information again? Tell people how they can reach you in your ministries. Sure. Go um, ahead, Bonnie. Yeah. And mine is bonniejones.org. Very plain and simple, just bonniejones.org. Excellent. And we're going to have this program up here inside the next hour. Uh, Bonnie, if someone wants to email you, uh, do they use that website, or do you have a special email address they should use? Yeah, you can go through the website. Um, my young man that's assisting me now, he, he'd be glad to, he'll, he'll get it, and he'll answer back or send it to me. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Brother okay. Gary, how do people reach you in your ministry? Brother Gary? Who, Me? For you, how do people reach Just you in the time ministry? dot com, and uh, if you need prayer, and we saw an answer to prayer uh, last week, and uh, and uh, Just in Time Ministry fifteen at gmail dot com. Fantastic, brother Gary, another home run for Jesus. Thank you so much, sister Bonnie, for coming on. We love y'all, and uh, thank. We hope to see you again soon. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank, Thank you, you, Bonnie. Thank and you, uh, make a copy for me so I, so I can change. <laughs> a- absolutely. I'm going to send you a copy tonight. All right. God bless you, Brother Gary. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Folks, we're going to continue here in a minute. Now, after every show, what I do is I save the program, and um, you'll need to refresh your browser beginning now. Here we go. <laughs> 